Hello, and welcome to Leap of Faith podcast. Uh, my name is Lorraine Montgomery, and this is Jeremiah Campbell. Hey, Lorraine, how's it going? It is going well. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. A little chilly today, but... You said that last up. time. No, it's colder today. Is it? Yet yeah, it's yeah. been chilly here, too. I told you. Look, I'm, we're in long sleeves again. It's. Mm-hmm. I think we're settling in for long sleeve weather here in sunny California. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big lie. Let me just say that. So, yeah, I know why the Californians are moving to Texas, because it's cold here. <laughs> I'm telling you, it a cold front blew in for us, and it's cold. Sharon said uh, it got rainy and yucky yesterday. She said yeah. it like got really cold, really wet. She was going to go. I'm saying Sharon, like as if everybody knows who Sharon is. Everybody and, knows yeah. Sharon. Everybody. So I, everybody in San Antonio probably does. She's very popular. <laughs> anyway, if for those listening, it's she's my best friend. I've known her since uh, like 2001, I think, 2002. So we are long, long best friends so anyway so if I mention Sharon again in the future now everybody knows she's my best friend she's my person so yes yes. I know your husband's supposed to be your person but well they are your spouse is but then you always have another yeah BFF you have to I have a BFF that is good who's your BFF it's Craig it's who I do the the nerdy podcast or geeky podcast with so that's what i thought that's what i thought yeah. i love craig he's awesome yeah he is he is he's my he's my bff we don't talk as much as we should but we do get together i talk more to sharon than i talk to my own sisters mm-hmm. seriously i mean it's like I, sometimes we talk two three times a day it's the weirdest weirdest thing but i'm glad i'm thankful for it yeah yeah i don't think that's weird yeah yeah, I'm sorry. Did you just hear my dog bark? Is that is that a party going on down there? It that? is. I tried to separate the dogs, <laughs> and I'm so sorry. So maybe we should dig in uh, and pray so that uh, that we can get past that noise. So there sorry. You go. No worries. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you now, and we ask a blessing over this time uh, for Lorraine and myself. But Lord, we ask a special blessing for all those that have decided to listen in and watch us. Uh, We are digging into your word today. Uh, We're still in in Matthew, Lord, and we ask that uh, you provide uh, the thoughts and the wisdom for us to be able to share. And I want to say thank you for this opportunity that we have, uh, one, to talk to each other, but also to share your word with anyone out there that is willing to listen. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. I'm just going to say it out loud to the folks out there. We had some technical difficulties. There was uh, dogs barking in the background. So if this is a little disjointed, it shouldn't be, but it might be just go with it just you know <laughs> well the audio should be fine it's when we get these up on youtube and people are watching it's gonna cut pretty hard yeah but <laughs> well and we just you know we're real and you know we have life going on and you know as i'm trying to take care of those dogs i'm praying i'm like you know what satan get behind this get mm-hmm. away from it because that's all it is it's just you know the enemy trying to throw a wrench into what we're trying to do here so we recognize it. We know there's spiritual spiritual warfare, and I apparently have some sort of you know speech impediment today. So, <clears throat> so we're gonna go with it. All right, we are episode. What are we? Six point one, right? Six point one, which is chapter twenty six, Matthew. And I'm gonna put my readers on, and we're gonna just dig right in and uh, get in the word. <clears throat> All right, so um, yesterday we talked about um, the the bridesmaids and the three servants and uh, the final judgment. Uh, Today we're talking about uh, Pilate, I'm sorry, the plot to kill Jesus. 
All right. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, as you know, Passover begins in two days and the son of man will be handed over to be crucified. At that time, the leading priests and elders were meeting at the residence of Caiaphas, the high priest, plotting how to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the Passover celebration, they agreed, or the people may riot. Jesus anointed at Bethany. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. The disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste, they said. It could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, replied, <clears throat> Why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. She has poured this perfume on me to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be re remembered and discussed. Judas agrees to betray Jesus. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the 12 disciples, went to the leading priests and asked, how much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? And they gave him 30 pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. The Last Supper. <clears throat> on the first day of the Festival of Unleavened Bread, remember unleavened bread was uh, without yeast, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal for you? As you go into the city, he told them, you will see a certain man. Tell him, the teacher says, my time has come and I will eat the Passover meal with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus told them and prepared the Passover meal there. When it was evening, Jesus sat down at the table with the 12. While they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. Greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, am I the one, Lord? He replied, one of you who has just eaten from this bowl with me will betray me, for the Son of Man must die, as the scriptures declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for that man if he had never been born. Judas, the one who would betray him, also asked, Rabbi, am I the one? And Jesus told him, you have said it. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, take this and eat it for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and he said, each of you drink from it for this is the blood which, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it, in, drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus predicts Peter's denial. On the way, Jesus told them, tonight all of you will desert me. For the scripture says, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter declared, "If even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night the rooster crows, you will deny, before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me. No, Peter insisted, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the other disciples vowed the same. Jesus prays in Gethsemane. <clears throat> then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. 
Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, Couldn't you watch with me even for one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, My father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open. So he went to pray a third time, saying the same things again. Then he came to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest, but look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. Jesus is betrayed and arrested. Even And even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests and elders of the people. The traitor, Judas, had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, Rabbi, he exclaimed and gave him the kiss. Jesus said, my friend, go ahead and do what you have come for. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly? But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what ha must happen now? Then Jesus said to the crowd, <clears throat> am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why don't you arrest me in the temple? Or why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there teaching every day, but this is all happening to fulfill the words of the prophets as recorded in the scriptures. At that point, all the disciples deserted, deserted him and fled. Then the people who had arrested Jesus led him to the home of Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of religious law and the elders had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and came to the, priest's court, the high priest's courtyard. He went in and sat with guards and waited to see how it would all end. Inside, the leading priests and the entire high council were trying to find witnesses who would lie about Jesus so they could put him to death. But even though they found many who agreed to give false witness, they could not use anyone's testimony. Finally, two men came forward who declared, this man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand in the name of the living God, tell us if you are the Messiah, the son of God. Jesus replied, you have said it. And in the future, you will see the son of man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and said, blasphemy, why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they shouted. He deserves to die. Then they began to spit in Jesus's face and beat him with their fists. And some slapped him, jeering, prophesy to us, you Messiah, who hit you this time? Peter denies Jesus. Meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came over and said to him, you were one of those with Jesus, the Galilean. But Peter denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Later, out by the gate, another servant girl noticed him and said to those standing around, this man was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, Peter denied it, this time with an oath. I don't even know the man, he said. A little later, some of the other bystanders came over to Peter and said, <clears throat> you must be one of them. 
We can tell by your Galilean accent. Peter swore, I a curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. Suddenly Jesus's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows, you will deny three times deny three times that you even know me. And he went away weeping bitterly. All right, that was a lot. Yes. Right? Packed into a into one chapter. No doubt. Um no. going back to uh the, when we first started this and we were talking about Matthew as a tax collector, he was very um as a tax collector, I think he was very meticulous and very um detail oriented. So he hit the high points of what happened here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um so uh, do you want me to start or do you want to start? You, I'll let you start because I really didn't get, I mean, I, everything is good, but I really didn't start highlighting till verse um, 15. Okay. Do you have anything before that? Um, I, yeah, a little bit. I, I started out in two. Um, as you know, Passover begins in two days and the son of man will be handed over to be crucified. Um, you know, he's he's already, you know, laying it out and, mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, you know, pave the road as to what's going to be happening. And the religious leaders are saying they don't want to do it during Passover because they knew that it would start riots because they know how popular Jesus is. So they they don't want to, you know, they want to do this kind of sneaky, you know, on the backside because that's what they are. They're just sneaky and underhanded. They are. I almost highlighted that. That too stood out to me how they decided to, to wait till after. Yeah. Um, and then, and I think I mentioned uh, eating the unleavened bread. Was that later? Yes. Okay. I think it's a little bit later. Um, so I did underline a little bit about uh, when the woman uh, pours the perfume over Jesus's head and, you know, they're still not getting it. The, the apostles are still like in the dark, you know, they're still not yeah. quite getting that. This is, this is it. We're like, we're, you know, this is the kickoff, right? You know, and there, and he's saying, you know, Jesus is saying, this is where she's, uh, she's getting me prepared for my death and my burial. And, exactly. um, you know, there's, like I said, they're not, they're not getting it. And, and I don't, they didn't have a terrible point. I mean, they could have sold it and given it to the poor. They're trying to think like Jesus, but, you know, he does correct them saying, well, this is the end. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They do have they have all good intentions. Mm -hmm. I have no doubt about that. And I know plenty of people who have all good intentions and it always, you know, I I'm one of those. It's like I try to do the right thing and somehow it ends up kicking me in the butt later on somehow. I don't know how, but it does. So I think that that's what, you know, Jesus is saying here. I think you're mm -hmm. right. Um, uh, so when did you start highlighting? So I highlighted. um when Judas agreed to betray Jesus. And I highlighted it because um, they gave him 30 pieces of silver. And so I'm sure I've heard what this is before, but I'm, I'm at my computer, so I'm gonna Google it real quick. Um, what the current um, value of Judas's betrayal would be. Just, I, I, Oh yeah, that's kind of cool. You know, um, so that's equivalent to 100, basically 200 bucks. $200 what he got paid for. Yeah. To betray Jesus. To, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's really not that much money. No, it's not. I mean, and here he is. I mean, he's turning over, you know, the son of God I mean, <laughs> for 200 bucks, you know. And, you know, later on, we all know later on, he realizes, oh, my gosh, what did I do? Yeah. Right. You know, he realizes I was such an idiot, you know, for two hundred dollars. So yeah. he 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 followed Jesus for for three years. 
he still does this. Um, the the absence of, I think the Holy Spirit is part of this though, right? Because like you just said a few minutes ago, they just they didn't get it yet, and so I think some of it has to do with, you know, we have the 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 grace of having the Holy Spirit in us, which is a, a kind of helps us with our decisions. Not saying that we always make the right decisions. We're going to fail and we do the wrong things, but you know they didn't they didn't even have that. No. No, they didn't have it until later on. Right. It doesn't come until, the later, until later on. So, yeah, I mean, and Jesus knows all this. You know, mm-hmm. he knows that this is all going going down. And so I think there's a little bit of latitude, so to speak, maybe. Yeah. For them. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't justify. I mean, we all know that he had to betray Jesus, you know, in order for it all to fall into place. We all knew that, you know. Mm-hmm. And and like late Jesus says later on, you know, better you would have never been born than to be the person to betray the Son of Man. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, that's the bottom line. So yeah. Um what else did you where else did you continue? So um everything here about that last supper is great, but the next highlight I have is verse 25. <laughs> so Judas already sells out Jesus. And because the other uh, uh, disciples are asking, "Am I the one? Am I the one?" The 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 goal, the the just, how do you come up with saying, "Rabbi, am I the one?" I mean, how do you ask that? Yeah, you know, you're the one. Yeah. Like, was he thinking Jesus is going to say? Like, does he think that Jesus doesn't know? Right. You know. Like, is he like kind of testing him? I, this is, that's what, like, you know, I, that's why, uh, uh, well, A, it's why we sit and chit chat about this afterwards. We talk about it, but I'm wondering, like, I don't think I've ever gotten that question before. That's never occurred to me. And, you know, has it been explained by other, like, I, I don't think anybody knows, right? We don't know what his thoughts were, what his well, no. motives were, right? Yeah. Um, gosh, it's just I I, I I don't know. I mean, it. I try to place myself in these situations because I do know there probably have been times where I I haven't denied Christ, but I probably didn't say something when I should have. Yeah. Right. And, you know, that's kind of relatable. And I mean, I I have to think would I have the the guts to say that <laughs> yeah do you think it's me i mean i don't know i i just that's a tough one it is a tough one uh I, that's funny i'm gonna i'm gonna actually circle that because uh that's that's an interesting uh question and you know if we if anybody out there who's listening might know the answer to that uh feel free to make a note i think i've said i'm not sure how we can get back to seeing these posts but eventually we will be able to see your posts and answer them <laughs> well and actually so. uh, at the end of this we haven't wait we have an email address now uh so you can email us oh that's true yeah so uh there is going to be other ways to communicate with us to ask us questions and 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 to join in on the conversation as well so there you uh, go if you do email us stick to the end we'll give you the email address and then we will definitely give uh shout outs to people who uh, want to join the conversation yeah, I think that's great. Okay, yes, he's right, and I dropped the ball on that. So, uh, yes, anybody feel free to make their comments and join in. Um, you know, the whole uh, the whole um, Passover meal that's going on here is very pertinent, and it's obviously very pertinent now in this day and age because we do continue that tradition of doing communion. Now, some churches do it every Sunday uh, or every weekend. Uh, Some churches uh, choose to only do it uh, once every couple of weeks or once a month, uh, you know, but as long as that, as long as you're part of a church that's doing that, I think that's very encouraging. Um, uh, You know, this is, this is Jesus basically saying, I am the sacrifice. This is my body. 
you know, but he wants you to be part of it. Take it and eat it. Take take part of me. Same thing with drinking the cup of, of wine, the, the cup of blood. It's all about, you know, I think it's about internalizing Jesus. It's all about, quote unquote, ingesting it, bringing it inside of you into your heart. And um, it's all encompassing. I mean, there's so many facets to this story, mm-hmm. a lot that we can't even dig into. So, and then we go into the, uh, Jesus predicts uh, Peter's denial. Did you mm-hmm. underline anything in there? Uh, so I underlined uh, verse 35. You, uh, so Peter insisted, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the other disciples vowed the same. Just going back to like, I, I've never specifically remember specifically ever denying Jesus or like, but I'm sh- again, it goes back to the fact that I, I'm sure I've had the opportunity to speak up and say something um, positive or encouraging or, you know, reaffirming and about Jesus. And I don't remember anything off the top of my head, but there are situations that come up where I guess I could see that maybe that, that could happen. Yeah, I think, I think that, well, I believe, I think that the more you dig into the word, the more you read your Bible, the, it really does strengthen your core beliefs. It really does. And it, it, it just keeps like, it's like fuel. It's like, you know, gas for a car. Um, it just keeps um, reinforcing what you believe in. And the more you read it, the more you want to get it out there to people. Uh, I, I feel like I've become stronger in my witness um, in these last, you know, two years than I've been since I got saved in 1995, 1994. You know, this was, you know, the more I read, the more I dig into it, the more he's just part of me. Mm -hmm. So like, and like, I think I might've mentioned before there were pastors uh, that I used to work with that would just drop everything and just pray because their foundation was a lot more stronger than mine at the time. And now I do the same thing. I go in, I go on base and I, I try almost every time to bless the guards as I'm showing my ID. I never would have done that before, you know, but as I'm walking in, I'm like, well, God bless you because they need it. You know, there are, there are troops, they're the guys. Anyway, um, but I think that as, you know, I'm sure there were many times that I did the same thing. You know, like I could have said something, I could have mentioned something, I could have been a witness. And the enemy gets a hold of you is what happens. Right. And it gets into your head and it gives you doubt. And and that's, I believe, what's is what's going on there. And that's what happened with Peter. Poor Peter. I mean, you know. Can, can I share something real quick since we're kind yeah. of talking about, you know, this? So I had a story. Actually, I think it was today or, or last night. Um, okay. So uh, I'm going to share a story. Uh, I heard it today. I think it was this morning or last night, but anyways, it's uh, this guy was talking about he was on a, a mission trip with some other pastors, and they went to somewhere in South America. I don't I don't remember where, but it was a remote place, and they met the person that was gonna uh, help them go to the village or wherever they were going, and the the translator said, "We're in a very dangerous place, and you can't." preach jesus because you 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 will die like this is a very unsafe place so you can't really get into uh anything about about jesus and so one of the the missionaries said well this is kind of a waste of time we're here to spread the gospel and talk about jesus why are you telling us that we can't what are we supposed to do and the the translator reply to that was uh the gospel here will be being the hands and feet of jesus and that's how you'll spread the good news so the way that i kind of related it to this is that it's not always about us verbally 
speaking about Jesus or denying Jesus, sometimes it's our actions. Oh, absolutely. Not, you know, you know, maybe it's not that, yeah, I, I didn't deny Jesus, but I didn't do what Jesus would have done. I didn't help this person or that person or the situation by doing something that would have been showing who Jesus is and not necessarily telling them. Yeah. Because sometimes there's that disconnect. We can tell people about Jesus, but if they don't see it, it's not going to, it's not going to make sense to them. It's not going to click. And I'm guilty of it, not necessarily showing what needs to be shown as well. Well, we're all guilty of it because unfortunately we're human and we're all sinners. And, uh, you know, it's just the, the nature of the beast, basically. And <laughs> there's no other way to say it, but it's true, you know, and we're not perfect. You know, there's only one, one who was perfect on this, you know, spotless lamb, sinless. There's only one. And, you know, all we can do is the best we can do. And then, you know, if we mess up one day, next day, you start fresh, you know, and, and you hope that you have another day to be able to do that. You know, that's that's the way I look at it. So, you know, it is what it is, you know, and and, you know, Peter ended up having a really, you know, huge ministry, you know, afterwards, after he realized it. And we'll get into that when we start getting into later um, into the. Uh, other books of the Bible. Um, so now we are at where? Where did you did you pick up anything else? Um, there was a few things here in the garden. Yeah. That, um, Thirty-seven in verse thirty-seven, uh, he took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and so. Just from our earlier conversation about having BFFs, you know, yeah. that's his inner. I mean, he had his his major. He preached to everybody that could hear him. He had his twelve that he he traveled with, but then he had this intimate group where he poured out his heart to him, and just the importance of having someone to talk to. He's just, he's like, hey, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Like that's. For the son of God to take you aside and tell you this is how he's feeling, I think it's a pretty significant thing in that, you know, it's showing that he's human and that he needs to share what he's experiencing. Yes, I agree uh, with that. That is that is huge. I, I, you know, I never read it that way. I, I, I didn't I never read it that way. And that's a, that's a good point of view. Um, yeah, he is. He's he is being human here, and he's being he's and he's and again he's saying you know in the next couple of chat, uh, verses he's saying you know God you know Dad he's basically saying Dad if I don't have to go through this I really don't want to you yeah know, I really I, he knows what's coming but but if it's your will you know I'm gonna do it because I'm here to do your work. But he's, you know, he's he's feeling it, you know, too. And we'll find out later in Luke, it goes a little more detailed as to what he's physically going through. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's a lot of uh, things that crucifixion is and I've read up on it. Uh, the actual physical, uh, the crushing of it. And he knows What's happening? He knows what the, what's going to happen to his body, and he and he don't want to go through it. Who yeah. who does? That's how this is. I, this is what my explanation when 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 non-believers come to me and say that Jesus was not uh, the Son of God, um, and he was just a, a prophet. He was just a, a rabbi. I'm like, okay, I don't know any rabbi, any priest, any human who would willfully go through what this man is going to go through. Nobody, there's nobody big enough that would possibly do that. I'm sorry. So for you to sit there and say that he was just that, he wasn't. He was God. And that's all there is to it. That's the way I look at it. Um, I actually wrote a letter to my oldest brother a long time ago, and he's now passed. But I wrote him a letter and I said, this is what you physically go through when you go and when you're when you're crucified and i said there's no way that anybody would I, even like the the guy that what's his name what was it reverend jim jones 
with all those people, the, the cult. Right. Uh, I think it was down in South America somewhere, maybe. I don't even remember. But anyway, they all drank Kool-Aid. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's like the easy way out. You know, that's right. like, <laughs> you know, nobody's really, as far as I know, really suffered with that. So even those cult leaders who have killed themselves, you know, because of their belief, even they are not even remotely close to what Jesus is going to go through. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, I just went off on a tangent. No, no. Um, I underlined every time he said, you know, my father, if this cup cannot be taken away, um, unless I drink it, your your will be done. He kept, He said that, I think he says it three times. He says it, your will be done in 42. He says it in... 39, and then uh, maybe he only says it twice. No, in verse 44, it says he went to pray a third time, saying the same things again. Yeah, but he doesn't say your will be done again. He doesn't say it in those particular, right? Well, I mean, he it, it says that he says the same things. Oh, he says the same thing. Okay, so yeah, so technically he does say it three times. You're right, you're right. So um, I have a friend of mine who says that many times. I, I think I've heard my my old heard my aunts and grandmother say the same thing. It's like God's will be done. You know, if it's God's will, it'll you know. And I believe that when we pray, when we tag that in, I think that that's where we have to be mindful. Like when we're asking for things from God, you know, when people say, well, I haven't heard from God, you know, I haven't heard, you know, I, I asked for a new car, you know, like, you know, to be superficial, um, you know, well, if it's not God's, if it's not God's will for you to have that new car right now, it's not going to happen. It has to be, you know, I'm praying all this in your will, in God's will. And that's what Jesus is saying. Yeah. So, um then we go into are we done with that the, yeah okay so we're into uh, the betrayal and the uh jesus being arrested um i underlined in 47 that the uh the disciple uh, judas came with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs which he touches on that <laughs> later it's like this is like the most passive man in the world right. and you're coming with swords and clubs like what why what is that going to do right yeah exactly uh and then he gives him the uh the kiss that was the signal and then um what many people might not know and i i'm pretty sure that i was uh i think this was preached a long time ago um then the others grabbed jesus and arrested him but one of the men with jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest slave slashing off his ear um this, it doesn't identify him, but I believe it was Peter who pulled his sword. That's what I've heard. I think it may be in another gospel. I think it is in another gospel. Uh, but uh, so be, be, maybe, I don't know. I don't know why he doesn't identify him. I don't know why Matthew doesn't identify Peter in this. But And then Jesus says, put away your sword. You know, those who use the sword will die by the sword. Mm -hmm. He was passive. You know, he didn't want people to to hurt each other. He didn't he didn't want that. Mm -hmm. And he and here he is in his moment of grief and agony. One of the mo moments is, and he's telling him, "Don't don't use your sword. Don't do that." Well, it you know I highlighted that that too when Jesus says, "Those who uh, use the sword will die by the sword," but. I, I took it as as it is, but then what comes to my mind is using words as a sword too. That comes to my mind. Oh yeah. And how um, it's not just you know physically a sword anymore. Now we have other ways to that we either judge or talk or or actions, and when we do those things. <laughs> it just makes me think that's, you know, that's going to be how you die. Yeah. You know, not necessarily physically, but mentally, spiritually, whatever it may be. And so uh, that just stuck out to me. 
Well, and I think that he's also saying, you know, it has to be your testimony. You you lose credibility. You lose credibility when you use the sword, whether it's a physical sword or words with words, uh, actions, you know, whatever it is, you lose credibility with your mm-hmm. testimony, um, which is part of that, I think, too. So. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. So. Um, and then this is where Jesus touches on. Then Jesus said to the crowd, am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? You know, why didn't you get me when I was in the temple? You yeah. know, you could have come and found me, you know, while I was preaching and you didn't. You know, you waited till this moment. Right. Exactly. But again, he says, but this is all happening to fulfill the words of the prophets as recorded in the scriptures. And at that point, all the disciples deserted him and fled, which. Again, he knew that this was coming. Um, and then I I was just so intent on reading that I didn't do a lot of highlighting. So you're going to have to pick up because I, I was just very in the word just reading it. So go ahead. So I really what what struck me was the end here uh, as time for the council. Uh, in 66 and 67, 68, just the way they treated him. So what is your verdict? Guilty, they shouted. He deserves to die. Then they begin to spit in his face and yeah. beat him with their fist. This is, and, and slapped him and jeering and, you know, mocking him. That's, that's hate. That's evil. Yeah. You know, that that is not even a real court. I mean, they even in I mean, they weren't that barbaric at that time. I mean, they there was still some kind of uh, justice system in place. I mean, they had crucifixion, but like to do it in the council like that, because I'm I, I mean, it's it's with other priests and teachers and rabbis. Right, because they're in the high priest's home. They so are in like, the high priest's home, yeah. And it was not like he was on the street and the, the people of the street were condemning him. You know, Well, were- it just goes to show you how, uh, how um, powerful, uh, for lack of another word, I can't, uh, powerful? No, anyway, Satan. I mean, this is all yeah. Satan driving this. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that. Um, and it's uh, influential. That's the word. Not powerful. Influential that that Satan can be. And you yeah. have to be on your guard. And these guys were just they were so they were so preoccupied with saving their name, their jobs, their face. They were so because they were they were um, they were so scared of Jesus. You know, they, they were you know, they, they didn't know what to do with that. So they're here. They're, I mean, and they were just picking at anything they could possibly. Yeah. They were grasping at straws, trying to find some way to 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 get him arrested, basically. Um, you know, they were trying to get witnesses and even the even the false witnesses, you know, had nothing. They, they had nothing. And uh, finally, it took uh, what was it? Uh, what did they say? Oh, about uh, destroying the temple. Right, right. He said, this man said, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. And of course, we know, you know, Jesus is talking about himself. He's not talking about the actual physical temple, but they're taking it as you're going to build, you're going to tear down the temple. Well, that is a crime. And that's where they're going to catch him. That that was their loophole. And so he's and they're like, what do you have to say about it? You know, or did you say that or not? And he says, you have said it. And in the future, you will see the son of man seated in the place of power at, at God's right hand. And coming on the clouds of heaven, <clears throat> you know, he's he's putting it back on them. Right. That they're the ones that are condemning, condemning him. He's not condemning himself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, and then, uh, did you have anything in the last part with uh, poor Peter? I feel so sorry for him. Well, I I can't imagine how he felt after the rooster crowed. And he thinks, right? 
the the he committed to this man for three years. He learned so much. He believed he's the son of God. And then, you know, earlier in the day to say, yeah, I'm not going to deny you. I'm not going to deny you. And then probably caught up in the whole situation of what's going on and they're, what they're doing to Jesus. He's not even thinking about denying Jesus. It's just kind of the, the flesh. You know, we read it earlier. The spirit, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, he was just weak. And, oh, man, I don't, that's got to feel terrible yeah. I, yeah. I, I doesn't even describe those feelings yeah. so i yeah that's a tough one i did i circled that last uh that last verse uh 75 uh suddenly jesus's words flashed through peter's mind uh before the rooster crows you will deny three times that you even know me and he went away weeping bitterly he knew he knew exactly what he had done and like he said the flea the the flesh was was weak and he was scared. I mean, you know, here the big guys are going after Jesus. They've been following him, you know, for thir- for three years. And he, he's he been known to be around Jesus. And he's thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to end up just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that Jesus. And uh, but then he, I think in that moment, he realizes exactly what he did. And uh, and I think I don't know if it's ever said in the in the Gospels, but I know that in history, he uh, Peter goes on a crusade and he has a very strong ministry. But uh, at the end, when it came time for him to be crucified, he asked to be crucified upside down because he didn't feel like he was worthy to you know to be crucified in the same manner that jesus was so he knew exactly this was his like atonement uh, mm-hmm. so to speak that was his way of of trying to make it right maybe i don't know yeah so he knew he knew exactly what had happened to him so well that was a really it was long but it was meaty and it was really good um as it always is so uh i'm just always so thankful uh, that we uh, that we get to to walk through the Bible with everybody uh, one chapter at a time. One chapter at a time. One chapter at a time. So, um, is there anything else you wanted to add to that? I'm no, sorry, I think that just, no, that wrapped it up good. It did, right? It was just really good stuff. I mean, I I get to a point. I I, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I'm in Joshua now with my other Bible study. But there were days where like you're reading these. The, the history of the Israelites and uh, what they went through. And there were some days where we'd read one chapter and it's like, it kind of, it's like a cliffhanger. And we're like, I, I want to jump to the next one, but we can't because we're dedicated to doing it one chapter at a time. <clears throat> so, um, but it's, that's what I feel like with this today. It's like, okay, this is the right. cliffhanger today. <laughs> exactly. And so, Tomorrow will be good, uh, and we'll, I, I don't know what we get next. I think we go to Pilate next, where he's up in front of Pilate or in front of Herod or whoever he goes to first. So anyway, um, so we are in the moment of uh, giving you the opportunity to, um, to accept Jesus uh, as uh, your savior. If you haven't made a decision for Jesus, um, this is your moment. We will never not give you that uh, opportunity to say the prayer. It's not a magic prayer. It just uh, it's just your dedication because and it says it, it we just read it. you know, I, I think we just read it recently. Uh, if you deny uh, the son here on earth, uh, God's gonna deny you when you come in front of him. And you know what? I don't want to be that person that God doesn't know who I am. I want him to look in the book and say, oh yeah, here's Lorraine come on in. <laughs> so, um, so let's, uh, let's bow our heads and pray and uh, let's do it. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for my salvation in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, um, yay, congratulations. Welcome to the Brotherhood and Sisterhood of Jesus. And um, if you want to, you can email us and um, let us know that you accepted Christ. And we always encourage you to get into a church, uh, find a pastor that will answer any questions for you, um, and get into a small group. Uh, I consider this one of my small groups because uh, Jeremiah is a good friend of mine. Uh, my other Bible studies, my other small group. And, um, you know, it's important to be able to, to talk about what you're reading. And so, or what you're learning. So uh, congratulations uh, that you've made a choice for Jesus. Um, and now we are on to the little things. The little things. Yeah. Um, so did you want to start us off? Sure. So, so being in the month of November, which is what we're, when we're recording this, um, it is the time of Thanksgiving, right? So most of us think of it as a, a big meal we have day off or two from work and you get you get together with family which is it is it's great um but it's the word thanksgiving and so i uh, just wanted to we're gonna talk about uh, we have a verse for each day of november since there's 30 days of november and uh, we'll give you a verse every time you listen to us um but it's just a reminder of to be thankful for whatever it is that's going on or has been going on or will be going on uh, just to take a moment and it's a great month to, to remember hey this is you know something to be thankful for and uh, today's verse is psalm 1071 is that right i believe that is yeah let me see i put a bookmark on it it is do you want to read it sure okay uh it is where to go? There it is. All right. Let me see. Google. Yeah, I'm, I'm old school. <laughs> uh, Psalm 107.1. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. So chew on that. Um, that's a song too. We, we were talking about that earlier. It's a worship song. His love endures. Yeah. Um, what are you thankful for? Holy cow, so much, so much, so much. <laughs> um, well, first and foremost, I am thankful for my family. Um, and I'm not just talking about the my husband and my boys, but I have big Italian family, you know, and the big Italian family has branched off into little pods. So there's a ton of little we call them Peronis. We have a Peroni family reunion, PFR, every two years. And uh, there's like 40 of us under, almost 40 of us under one house in one roof, which wow. is, yeah, people, people are amazed uh, at the, um, the fact that we can all come together and actually get along. And it's not just a weekend, we're, uh, we're talking a whole week. It's wow. like Saturday to Saturday that we're all together. Now, the last two years we did it up in Maine <clears throat> and there were two separate houses because we've gotten so big that we can't find houses that will accommodate us. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but, you know, when we tell people about it, they're just like, holy cow, you guys get along for a while. Now, let me just say in the recent year and a half, there's been a lot of unrest because of the whole COVID thing, sure. uh, a lot of discussion um, and a lot of uh, different opinions about it and what you should do with it. And what, you know, so that kind of threw a little bit of a wrench. But otherwise than that, it was always good to see all the little our youngest uh, Peroni, quote unquote Peroni. Uh, he's not actually a Peroni, he's a Lee. Uh, he is now, I think he's about six or eight months old now. So mm. he's the newest addition to our group. So I am thankful for my family. I know that's a very cliche. So. No, but that's what, great. What about you? What are you thankful for? Um, well, to, to pinpoint one thing is, is tremendous, but I'll say, uh, Today, I am thankful for uh, my 
my family and my wife. Yeah. Um, it makes life easier to have someone that's your friend, uh, your support, uh, all these things. And um, so I'm really, really thankful that she's in my life and she's been in my life for such a long time. She hasn't left, so that's a good sign. <laughs> it, it is. You know, we get in there for the long haul. I think you guys, are, you haven't hit 25 yet, have you? 25 years? No, uh, it'll be 20 through, 22 years Yeah. Uh, coming up in March. So not quite 25 yet. Yeah, you're right behind us. You yeah. Know, and it's funny because everybody I know is in that same-ish, you know, 20, 25, 30 years of marriage and it's, you know, you're in it for the long haul. You know, that's the way I look at it. And, you know, good and bad. It's not always perfect. It's not always wonderful. It's not always rosy. But uh, we do need to be thankful for that. I wanted to go back and touch on something real quick that I never mentioned when we were talking about uh, Halloween. And we can come okay. back to thankfulness again. But um, one way that a friend of mine, uh, Sharon, as always, my spiritual guru, uh, she would take uh, candy that she was given out and put Bible verses on it. She would actually take the time to attach Bible oh, verses to her candy. And I thought, wow, what a great witness. So, you know, amazing. you can make that holiday into something good, you know, because you never know who's going to be reading that Bible verse. That's true. Yeah. I don't know that I have the patience to do that. Well, she would like run the Bible verses on, um, what do you call it? Was uh, it different like, verses or were they all the same? I don't know. She just told me about it. You know, she, I think, you know, she probably did like John 316 or, okay. you know, typical verses that people would know about, you know, sure. that they would, you know, it would kind of ping on them. But I think she would take them and um, print them on um, like mailing labels, you know, like those little two and a half inch mailing labels and stick them on the candies so that they would be on it. I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, so there's, you know, there's a way to, to, to do ministry uh, even when you're celebrating a, a holiday that's not about Jesus at all. Um, so, and I saw a lot of people on Facebook that they did other things. Um, I, I know some groups of people were out there singing Jesus to the to the people uh, in certain venues so you know they have trunk or treat around here do you guys have that trunk or treat i think some places do yeah they did that up at the church up the street and there was a big turnout for that which i think is pretty cool um so there's different ways yeah. of so you know being thankful for the church you know and all the that the, the these different churches their ministries are doing um you know i know cbc is way out there doing a lot of stuff with what you know, what God's uh, blessing them with. Uh, our church is the same way. It's smaller, but, um, you know, they get out there and they work with uh, giving, what is it, Operation Christmas Child, mm -hmm. um, you know, getting boxes out there to kids that uh, don't get Christmas gifts. <clears throat> I mean, there's just so many different ministries you can be a part of. So, definitely. Uh, anyway, so I think think we've done it. Uh, this has been a, a big one for everybody. So I hope everybody hung in there and listened to the whole thing. I do. Uh, and so our email address. Oh, yeah. There you go. So if you stuck around, our email address right now is info at leapoffaithpodcast.org. Leapoffaithpodcast.org, which is going to be our website, our domain. Uh, the website's not quite up yet, but hopefully by the time you're watching this, and maybe if you listen to it uh, a little bit later, you can hit the website. Um, if you haven't seen us, you'll get to see us. Uh, find out who we are, why we're doing what we do, and uh, find ways to get in touch with us. Oh, yeah, uh, you're all right. I'm sorry. I was looking at my phone trying to make sure I was looking back at your text. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure I have the right email address. <laughs> well, I, we have to be clear with everybody because, you know, so many different domains have been taken and, and right. whatnot. And like, well, when you're looking us up to listen to the podcast, it is Take a Leap of Faith podcast. So, right. but the original, um, the original, what do we talk about? Uh, when we first talked about doing this, 
the reason was because I was taking a leap of faith. I, but it, so it was originally leap of faith podcast, but then we had to go with take a leap so that it was different. It, it's just, you know, y'all will find us. If God's yes. wanting you to find us, you're going to find us. You're going to find so, us. But anyway, he's right. It is leap of faith podcast.org info. Yeah. All right. You're right. So anyway, uh, this, as always, has always been a blessing. Um, and uh, if you like us, uh, let it, everybody know about it. If you want to support us, support us. Uh, I don't know how they how that works. You know better than I do, Jeremiah. And, um, you know, some and then, like you said, uh, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. 100%. All right. Next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure it'll be something, uh, you know, something good to be discussing, probably along the same lines of uh, this month of Thanksgiving. We'll probably try to stick with that theme for this month. Definitely. All right. Well, Jeremiah, as always, it's always a blessing to talk to you and to see you and to converse with you. So, uh, and everybody out there, God bless you. Have a wonderful day and thank you for uh, taking time out of your day to listen to us. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next week. <laughs>